Hello, and welcome to the Possibility Mindset Podcast. My name is Devin Henderson, and I am your host, and I do believe that something greater is always possible for you. All right, there it is. That is the start. This is episode one. I'm so excited to have you with me today. This podcast has been a long time coming, you know, and you know, what What keeps you from doing things uh, that you know you should be doing, you know, from following your heart and jumping in when you feel the time is right, when you feel like this is your call? Well, first of all, I'll say sometimes I feel like, oh, I, I should have started two years ago. But then in, in some ways, I feel like, you know, things happen for a reason. And it was right for some reason that this is when I start this podcast. So there's your first piece of encouragement. Sometimes it's okay to wait and then also there's that part of you that's like, oh, everything needs to be perfect. You know, like for me, I'm a perfectionist. I want to make sure I do everything right. And I read a lot about how to start a podcast, how not to ramble, how to have the right microphone, the right camera. I mean, all these things. But, you know, I had to remember the advice that I give my audiences as a keynote speaker, which is, hey, start ugly, start small, pick up the ball. Right. And that just means, hey, be okay with being imperfect, take baby steps. And if things don't go as perfect, just keep going. So there it is, some encouragement right off the bat. Okay, in this first episode, really, um, my plan is to be somewhat brief because I want to sort of set things up uh, for what's to come with this podcast. So there's three basic things I want to cover on this episode, and that is, first of all, I just want to give you a brief backstory Okay, like who's your host? What am I about? What are my passions? Also, I want to uh, sort of give a vision for what I want this podcast to be, what I want you to get out of it, and what you can expect, okay, out of the format and the value and uh, how entertaining it's going to be. And then the third thing is I'm just going to tell a brief story that really helps set the stage for what it means to have a possibility mindset and what it can mean for your life. So those are the three things, brief bio, vision, and possibility mindset story. So, okay, let's go ahead. Let's jump in and do this. So first, let me tell you about myself. I noticed that a lot of people, when they talk about themselves, they like to do it in an interview style, right? But I'm, I'm okay with just talking about myself and just laying it out there and telling you what I am. So so um, I'm going to give you just some brief highlights, like, like a flyby, because in future episodes, you know, my backstory will just naturally come out over time and I'll be sharing just events, situations from my life for your benefit. I mean, the idea is to use those things as a launch pad for learning, but just know that we will get deeper as we go along. Okay. So let me start by telling you uh, in terms of my backstory, I'll start with the professional side, then I'll do the personal side second. So professionally, I am by my own definition, a motivational keynote speaker. Motivational keynote speaker. You know, some people might be like, well, are you a motivational speaker? Are you a keynote speaker? Are you an entertaining speaker? A lot of ways you can go with that title, but I found that that's the title that, I don't know, maybe is most searchable on Google, maybe is the most explanatory. Um, But basically what motivational keynote speaker means is I, I go to conferences. I typically open the conference with energy, with fun. I do it in an entertaining way and it motivates people, right, to live with this possibility mindset thing. So, I like to tell people I'm a magician and comedian turned motivational speaker because I did get my start as an entertainer. I started 20 years ago professionally as a magician, and along the way, I picked up comedy. I picked up other entertaining skills, 
um, to engage audiences and then eventually landed on motivational speaking. And that real transition uh, from entertainer to speaker happened uh, about 13 years ago at this point. So what would that be? About 2010 is when I started to really make that switch. Uh, so a couple other things. So I, I travel from Kansas City uh, and I travel all over the U.S. I have performed in all 50 states except Hawaii and Alaska and like 17 others. Okay, I've been telling that joke forever. People love that joke because um, so many people like to brag, I've been in all 50 states. I haven't yet for some reason. I've, uh, perf- I've, I've spoken in 40 states. So there you go, 40, 40 out of 50, um, working on the next 10. Uh, when I get there, I don't know if it's going to feel like, I've done all 50, I have arrived. I don't know how that feels. It's not necessarily an ambition or a goal, um, but it's something that people like to mention. So there you go, 40 states. Um, also about me, and this could be personal or professional, but I'm an encourager. That's just one of my gifts. I like to really tell people the the good I see in them and the value that I see and the potential that I know is inside of them because my big thing is about igniting untapped potential. So whether it's my kids, my friends, or my audiences, I like to say, hey, there's so much more there that you can tap into because again, something greater is always possible. And speaking of that, that that phrase, something greater is always possible, that is my life's mantra, and that is the name of my signature keynote. Okay, so I speak mainly uh, to associations and corporations uh, just about pursuing greater possibilities, about never giving up, and no matter what challenges that they're facing, right? So, and my message is really broad when I'm out there speaking, but it seems like for some reason I've gotten hired by like the same types of organizations um, re- repeatedly, right? Like that for some reason, uh, consistently get hired by these ones, like five of them, financial uh, companies, insurance organizations, healthcare providers, educators, and real estate groups. So I didn't go out there seeking those uh, industries. They just eventually, they just kept coming back to me. So again, financial, insurance, healthcare, educators, real estate, in case you're curious. Um and by the way, you know, I, I say magician turned motivational speaker. Before I move on from that, I do want to say I do still do magic. In case you were wondering, like, is he still fun? I, I am. Uh, in my keynotes, I use magic. I use comedy. I use soccer skills. I use audience interaction. And, but those, those are all secondary to the message, right? Those, those skills engage people, get them fired up, bring energy to the event. And really what they do is they open up people to then hearing a deeper message about how they can always pursue a next level of greatness in their life and in their work. So that's how that works. So professionally, that's sort of where I'm at. I'm a motivational keynote speaker. Now, um, continuing with this getting to know your podcast host thing, I'm going to tell you about some awards I've won because one thing you always hear is this person is, an, is like an award-winning entertainer, award-winning comedian, award-winning speaker. And it's like, well, what awards, right? Were they big? Were they little? So I'll just tell you the most notable awards that I've won so that those questions are answered in your mind. Um, back in 2010, I was the close-up magician of the year and the stage magician of the year for the International Brotherhood of Magicians, Ring 129. Now, Ring 129 just basically means our local ring here in Kansas City. We had a competition, and I won two competitions that year, the close-up and the stage. 
And uh, it was it was an honor, you know, to to be named the magician of the year in both of those categories. So local award um, to, you know, get specific with that. Now, also uh, in terms of comedy, the most um, significant comedy award I won was in 2017. It was called the Clash of the Comics, and it was held at the Improv Comedy Club here uh, in Kansas City. And I was second runner up. I like to say second runner-up because it sounds much better than third place, but really that's what it is. It's third place. Uh, So there was that. Now, in terms of a speaker, I haven't necessarily won speaker awards. I guess when I think back, there was a competition for the National Speakers Association for new members. This is like the first year I went to this association. I was in a competition called So You Think You Can Speak, and it was for people who were brand new to NSA, and I was top three that year. They gave a first place, and then the next two winners, they didn't say second or third. So I was either second and or third place with that one. I don't know. But I guess the one I, I really want to um, highlight here is one that I'm pretty proud of. It's less of an award and more of a designation. And it's called uh, CSP, which stands for Certified Speaking Professional, which is something that is designated by the uh, National Speakers Association. And basically what you have to do to become certified as a speaker is you have to prove that you have spoken for so many organizations for a certain amount of money uh, consistently over a certain amount of time. So you kind of have to document all of what you've done, hand that in, prove that you are actually a professional, accomplished speaker, and then you become a certified speaking professional. And funny thing about that CSP, uh, it, it's people like, oh, is that has that gotten you a lot of speaking engagements? I don't know. It, it's really hard to know because it doesn't mean something to everyone. It means something in the industry and especially in that association. Uh, but beyond that, I'm not sure how far that really gets you. You know, which is the funny thing about life. It's kind of like the same back to the 50 states thing. You know, you get all these notches on your belt. And sometimes with every notch, you think, man, this is just going to take me to the next level. But maybe, maybe sometimes it does for people. You know, one thing I aspire to be someday is uh, in the Speaker Hall of Fame. But then again, I'm like, what does that do for those people? You know, does that really mean anything to want to attain to those things? So I don't know. I, I'm not saying goals aren't good. I'm just saying it's so funny as you get these notches in your belt, sometimes you think it's going to make all the difference. And then you're like, oh, it's just another notch in the belt. But as those notches keep building, I, I think it, it's it's the culmination of all of those things that really make you greater. So I don't think there's any one answer to anyone like I have arrived and this is it, you know, makes me think of like, you know, at professional actors in movies, like we see them land these amazing roles and we're like, well, they've arrived, they've made it, but they're thinking it's just one movie. What I have to keep making movies, right? So, okay. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I remember reading the podcast uh, how-tos beforehand. They're like, don't ramble. But I'm like, well, you know, a little bit of ranting, a little bit of rambling, a little bit of commentary around the main topic is kind of fun, right? Okay. All right. Uh, now, in terms of who is your podcast host more on a personal level. Okay, well, one of the most important things in my life to me is my family. All right, I, I make it sound like they're just one of the important things. My faith is very important. That's first. My family is really, in terms of people, my focus, my energy, that is where it all goes. This, this, they're who I work for. They're the people I think about the most. They're the people I would protect first in any kind of emergency or situation. I mean, they're, they're my family, right? So, so I am happily married, very happily married to my wife, Lynn, and next month we're celebrating 17 years of marriage, which is very exciting. And we have seven kids, all girls. 
I know. People are like, oh my goodness. You know, when I when I tell that and when I'm on stage and I say I have seven daughters, I have to show a picture to actually prove to people that I have seven dollars daughters. Otherwise they just think it's like part of a comedy bit or that I'm making it up just to be funny. But I really do have seven daughters. They're amazing. And I think a lot of the podcasts moving forward will probably revolve around uh, just fa- topics with the family because, you know, even though I speak to organizations, I mean, how could you, you know, when you speak to an insurance organization, how does family apply? Well, a family really is, I mean, it's an organizational uh, unit. You know, you're a team, you're working together, you're, you have goals you want to accomplish together. So family relationships are really a good relationship, uh, excuse me, a good parallel to business relationships. So I will be sharing about my family and you'll get to know them a little bit. Uh, I've even talked to my oldest daughter about possibly having her on the podcast as a guest uh, from time to time. So more to come on that. Um, In our free time, my wife and I like to parent our seven kids. (laughs) That's it. That's our life. Uh, No, my wife and I, we like to take walks together. We, We like to work out together. Um, for the past couple of weeks, been like walking every morning together, like six thirty in the morning. I don't know what's going. Our marriage is just like rocking right now. It's really fun. We like to play cards. Our, our main card game is cribbage. So we always sit down to play cribbage, and then two follow up games: gin and gin rummy. It's just it's just our card playing routine. So we play cards. We have coffee. Such a good time. Um, and then one other thing I'll say is that, you know, I graduated from Kansas State University uh, with a degree in magic. That's a joke. Uh, I don't think they have that. You got to go to Hogwarts for magic. No, I actually got my major in family studies and human services, which is what my uh, bachelor's degree was in. You know, I lied. That was the other family degree. Mine was lifespan human development. Okay, that, that was my specific degree, which basically is like, studying family and relationships and people for a lifetime. That's why it's the lifespan human development. Um, and so I, I got my bachelor's in that and I was going to go back and get a master's degree in counseling. Um, but along the way, that's when I started realizing magic might become a career. So I chose magic over helping marriages. There you go. Um, but it was the right decision because now I get to help people in really fun ways um, through what I do in my keynote speeches. So, okay, that's, um, that's, that's it for now. Again, things will unfold over time, but if you're just like, I have to know more about this man, uh, you can go ahead and visit my website, devinhenderson.com. There's more about my bio. You can see a picture of my family, I think, somewhere on my website. Uh, maybe not. I can't remember if it's on there right now, uh, but you'll, you'll get to know them regardless over time. And uh, you can also follow me on social media at Devin Henderson Speaker to get me to know me better there. So, okay, that covers the brief bio backstory. Moving on to vision. You know, of course, visions change over time, so I'm okay with things changing, but typically sort of here's why I wanted to do this possibility mindset podcast. When I go out and give a keynote speech, I typically have an hour with an audience. And then after the event, you know, it's kind of like, um, I want to take people on a deeper dive, right? Whether it's a healthcare group, insurance group, educators, whatever it is, uh, I have one hour with them, but I wanted a way to just stay in touch. Um, and I'm always thinking of ideas. I'm, I'm taking notes. I have so many ideas for future episodes, episodes but before I had uh, the idea for the podcast, I would write down these ideas and think, okay, when I write a book, I will just somehow cover all of these things in the book because I feel like these are important things for people to know, to continue to build on the possibility mindset. Um, 
So really this podcast is the perfect solution for me to continue to deliver uh, value to people who I only had an hour of time with, right? So, so that's why we're here. Um, you know, again, I'm an encourager. So I, what I want you to get when you come to this is I want you to feel encouraged. I want you to feel hope, inspiration um, through my stories, through real life examples, and through eventually interviews with other people. Right? And um, also, I, I plan for it to be entertaining and fun, right? It's going to be conversational. I mean, my background is in entertainment after all, you know, uh, magician, comedian. So I really can't help but do this in, in a fun way, okay? And and by the way, it's it will be a clean, in case you were wondering, it'll be clean. I don't curse. Um, so in case you happen to have your kids in the room with an earshot, they're completely safe. And in fact, I hope they do listen and hope that they even get something out of this as well. So uh, in a nutshell, there it is. The vision is to really deliver value to my audiences and to you, right? Maybe you just randomly came across this podcast. Maybe you had never even heard of Devin Henderson before. And now you're thinking, whoa, a place where I can explore greater possibilities in my life. Okay, so that covers the bio, that covers the vision. And now I'm gonna share, like I said, one story that really sets the stage for what it means to embrace the possibility mindset and how it can make a difference in your life. So when I was seven years old, I wanted to be good at soccer. So my mom put me in this soccer camp and at this camp, uh, there were many stations, right? There were stations on learning how to shoot well, learning how to dribble well, learning how to pass well. Well, one of the stations I signed up for was juggling because I thought juggling meant dribbling. <laughs> I had my terms mixed up. Dribbling is where you're kicking the ball down the field, right? Juggling is where you're bouncing the ball on your knee, on your head, on your feet, seeing how many bounces you can get before you drop the ball. And immediately I was like, oh, this is the wrong station. I wanted to do dribbling, but it was too late at that point. And uh, then I soon found out, I mean, well, soon found out over the course of time, found out that was totally meant to be which just a quick lesson in that is that sometimes we, we end up where we did not intend to be, but then it turns out to be the right thing for us or opens us up to amazing possibilities. So sometimes it's just good to you know accept the changes and the unexpected, unexpected situations that come to you and realize maybe this is for the better. So that was the case here. So the, the coach said, okay, everybody grab a ball and I want you just to start with one kick um, you know, because the, the goal is to do as many kicks as you can, but you need to learn to master one kick first and catch the ball and then drop the ball again, kick it, catch it. Really focus on getting just that one kick controlled. And in a second, we'll try two. So we were all kicking. Obviously, the balls were going everywhere, right? Uh, but we started to learn how to angle your foot, how to kick it just right, what part of your foot to hit the uh, ball with or what part of the ball to hit your foot with also to get the ball to go straight up in the air. And so we were learning that. And, and then he said, okay, let's try for two. So again, two seemed impossible, but I eventually got there and then we worked up to three. And that day I actually got four kicks before I dropped the ball. And of course I was really excited. So I went home and I kept at it. I got my soccer ball out of my parents' garage, out of the red wagon and tried to keep going, and then I got five, and I got six, and a month later, I was up to 15 kicks in a row. Well, I kept going, and then a year later, I was at 50 kicks. Fast forward three years into it, I was at 250 kicks. All right now, at that point, you know, most I'm, I'm thinking most people would be like, uh, that's it, I have mastered this, let's move on. 
But I couldn't. I, I had to keep going. I kept asking that question, what else is possible? So what I did is I set a seemingly impossible goal of 1,000 kicks. And I went to my dad, right? Because my dad, you know, growing up, he was my champion. He was my cheerleader. And this man knew something about persistence. He was a Marine, right? Hoorah! And you know this, once a Marine, always an uptight father. That joke never gets old for me. My dad loved that joke. But I said, Dad, do you think I can get 1,000 kicks? And he said, Devin, I think you can do anything you put your mind to. Except that. Right? He's like, hey, listen, I love you. I believe in you. I just don't think it's humanly possible. Now, by the way, has anyone ever told you that? Like, Even if it's someone who loves you and believes in you, said, hey, I love how ambitious you are. I, I love that you have goals, but that thing you want to do, I just want to give you a reality check and speak truth into your life. That is not going to happen. Now, those are key moments in our life, right? Where we might be like, okay, if you say so, then I'll quit. Or you can say, you know what? I'm not sure if I believe that. I'm going to keep asking what else is possible? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to demonstrate a possibility mindset. And that's what I did. Now, I didn't know what to call it at that time, but I, I did. I just, I was, this was innate for me. I had this thing that I now call the possibility mindset that just made me keep going despite what people would say, despite if I had self-doubt in myself, even if it seemed really hard at times, I kept going. Now, over the years, I just kept slowly breaking my high record, and when I was 15 years old, I hit a very significant milestone. I got 1,259 kicks. Hoorah, it is possible, okay? And then you know what? This continued to be a passion into my adult life. And a few years ago, I hit a number beyond anything I ever imagined I would or could get to. Are you ready for this? My high record today is 11,241. Now, just to be clear, that's 11,241 consecutive kicks without ever dropping the ball over a two-hour period. And at that point, I finally said, that is enough. <laughs> but, you know, I was addicted to success, and I couldn't help but keep, keep asking, well, what else is possible after that? And because I kept asking what else is possible, it led to even greater things that I ever could have conceived of when I first started that soccer journey. And I'm going to save that part of it for a later podcast. But right now, this is what I want to say about this. This story is more than just a story about soccer. It's a story about how something greater is always possible. And that's what I want you to know, is that no matter what's happening around you, no matter what challenges you're facing, something greater is always possible for you. And the reason that I know that is because my whole life in every area of life, I have strived to live with the possibility mindset. And it has allowed me to just accomplish and experience some very fun and exciting and extraordinary things. From the soccer kicks, also to other things like becoming an award-winning magician and comedian, becoming a professional keynote speaker, and striving to be the best dad and husband that I can be. Because when you embrace the possibility mindset, it helps you respond to fear, to challenge, to uncertainty. And it also helps you to ask that question, what else is possible? Okay, so when you embrace the possibility mindset, you ask the question, what else is possible? 
and you never, ever stop asking, no matter what's happening in your world or what's happening in the world. So what is it in your life? Okay, why are you here? Why are you listening to this podcast? What is that thing that someone has maybe told you that ain't gonna happen, but you wanna keep asking, well, what else is possible? Or you know, what's that thing you gave up on in life too early that you know there's a next level of greatness with that you could achieve if you would just believe in yourself and learn strategies and life hacks and mindsets to get to where you want to go? Okay, and what is your seemingly impossible goal? What's that thing that just feels like, oh, i just not even sure if it could really happen, but if it could, it would just be absolutely transformational for my life. Okay, these are just a few of the reasons why you might be here. Okay? Maybe you just want to become a better version of yourself. Maybe you want to improve your relationships. Maybe you just want to um, really make a bigger impact in your life and in your work. Hey, well, you are at the right place, okay? This is what I, I want to hope, uh, give you hope. I want to offer you encouragement. I want to give you strategies through real-life examples and through other people that I'll interview to make you a better version of yourself and to have a more fruitful life by choosing to live with the possibility mindset. So there it is, okay, a story to set the stage for us for where we are going. Something greater is always possible. All right, so uh, what should you do right now? Well, if this spoke to you, if you feel like, oh my goodness, I have to catch every episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. You know, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether you do Spotify or Apple, subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. I am very excited to start this journey with you. And thank you so much for stopping by, no matter how you came by. Uh, again, to learn more also, you can go to devinhenderson.com. And I just want to keep you in this possibility mindset so that you never stop asking the question, what else is possible? All right. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. 